I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello there, guys. We're back again. It's Budge here from the Beautiful Game podcast. And I'm joined by my co-conspirator, Dot, and Marcus from Eurosport. We're continuing with our collaboration, bringing you the latest transfer news and gossip on a daily basis in the run-up to transfer deadline day, kicking us off today with the transfer rumour that's got his attention is Dot. Dot, let us know what, what's, what's taking your attention. Yeah, the Arsenal midfielder, Lucas Torreira. The player went on loan, obviously, to Atletico Madrid this season. And... To be quite honest, it hasn't really worked out for him. He's had two league starts this season. And when you look at it, he's actually upgraded. Leaving Arsenal and going to Atletico Madrid is an upgrade because for me, Atletico Madrid are one of the best teams in Europe. And we're seeing that this season as they're, you know, the runaway leaders at the top of the La Liga. But for some reasons, Lucas Torreira just hasn't had the opportunities that he thought he would have got. And now he's been linked today with Monaco. So for me, that, that deal makes sense because obviously when you go on loan, you want to be playing football. And Torreira, yes, he's at a top team with world-class players, but he's not playing the game time that he must have envisaged in the summer. Mm-hmm. So for me, Lucas Torreira to Monaco makes sense. But obviously, there's going to be one hurdle, and that's cutting the loan spell short at Atletico Madrid and then getting this one over the line before the transfer window closed. So it's going to be a race against the clock. Yeah, 100%. You know what, Dot? You hit the nail on the head there. It is really uh, quite a sizable hurdle um, because we've heard rumours of how the relationship between both Arsenal and Atletico Madrid soured with the approach uh, mm. of, of the transfer of, um, of, of Thomas Partey in the summer. And so... The fact that Lucas Torreira, having not played um, much so far this season, be also somewhat in response to um, the way that Arsenal dealt with that transfer, we don't know. We can only speculate. Um, it makes all the sense in the world for Torreira to move to, to Monaco if, if they are um, uh, very heavily interested and, and linked to him. I suppose now that the key thing will be considering um, that option in addition to the other ones, because apparently there are some clubs in Italy who are also uh, rumoured to be interested. I think for him, it's, it's, it's important to understand what the, the, the managers of, of each of those respective clubs want to do and how they see him fitting into their plans. I think the move for him to Atletico was less so about him being an integral part of the plans uh, over there and more so as a sweetener so that party could, could uh, go in the other way. 
Um, but it is most 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 certainly going to be one that is going to be interesting to watch over the next few days, particularly because that that deadline day is really looming. Um, and so, you know, Arsenal will, of course, want something to be done as soon as possible with the view of, uh, as we mentioned before, um, holding the value of the player uh, so that they can sell him on and recoup some sort of fee in, in the summer. Yeah, I, I massively agree with that. I think the move makes sense. Um, the most important thing for Torreira, I think, is to get a guarantee of minutes because careers can stagnate very quickly. So if you go to Atleti, you don't play much. Um, I think it's a wise decision not to move to another team in Liga because you don't know what sort of residual sort of like uh, feeling there is towards him in terms of if he hasn't played Atleti, he goes elsewhere in Liga. Will he play there as well? I think he needs a fresh start. So Monaco makes sense. And, but he needs to speak to the club, get an idea of how integral will be to their plans. Because mm -hmm. all of a sudden, if you have two loan moves that don't go well, then your sort of, you know, your standing within the game drops very, very quickly. But it seems like a spot on move for him and Arsenal as well. I think. Yeah, I, I think last one on this, I'm scratching my chin a bit because when Torreira first came to England, he looked like a revelation. So yeah. this is the midfielder that has the talent. But maybe he got homesick in England and he's lost a bit of his confidence. So I think if he does find the right home, we're going to see a very good midfielder. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Um, I'm going to go next. And I've got a bit of a left field one, um, but is one certainly that um, I'm very, very interested in. And that is the uh, rumours that have been linking the young Manchester United fullback Brendan Williams to Southampton. So I'm sure a lot of people remember him having a breakout season last season uh, whilst Luke Shaw was out injured. In, in, all, in all competitions, he made 36 appearances and 17 in the league. And of course, put in some really uh, impressive performances. And you know what? Ironically, looked like the, uh, the, the young Luke Shaw we saw at Southampton all those years back with you know, his marauding runs up and down the flank. Um, but since then, he's seen his time uh, on the pitch limited this season, uh, of course, as a result of uh, a, re a return to form from Luke Shaw. And then, of course, also because of the arrival of Alex Tellez in uh, October of last year. So far this season, he's only played six games and only one of those appearances have come in the league. Um, United's stance at this present moment in time is that they're undecided about whether or not they let him go out on loan. But of course, ultimately, you've got a player who is keen to continue to get minutes under his belt, play regular uh, first team games to continue his development. And I remember um, Arsene Wenger speaking about uh, this a few years back in terms of young players that make that step up into the first team, get a taste of what uh, first team football is like, and then go back to under 20, uh, under 23, say. And it's always very difficult for them to go back um, would because of the fact that they, they, you know, they've tasted it, they've experienced it. He's played in Europe, for example. And so he'd want to continue in that same uh, sort of vein of form. And I think even if United remain firm on this one and keep him uh, this window, I think it will be an issue come, in this, uh, come, come the summer um, because you've got Luke Shaw, who's 25, Alex Tellez, who's 28. So both of them are ahead of him in the pecking order and still some, uh, fairly young, still got quite a, a, a bit of football to play. And I think the move to Southampton makes sense, both for him in terms of football and development, and also in terms of Southampton and, and, and their position at this point in time. 
you know, at, at that club, you've got Ryan Bertrand as, as the, you know, the, the left back currently starting, but he's got his contract that's uh, set to expire in the summer. He's yet to sign an extension on that uh, deal. And I think even if he was to uh, sign an extension and to stay, you know, he, uh, if um, Brandon Williams was to move on, he'd have someone who he can learn from, an experienced first team player who's won the Champions League in, in, in years past at Chelsea. Um, and of course, there, there, there is perhaps a clearer route to the first team for him at Southampton. And of course, you know, you, you've got to mention the fact that you have a great manager in Raf um, Hasenhutl, who, you know, is, is doing wonders with that Southampton team with the limited resources he has. And we've seen their transfer philosophy in terms of bringing through some really exciting young players like your Ibrahima Diallo and, and Musa Gineppo of, of, of recent transfer windows. Um, and I guess I wanted to ask you guys what your thoughts on this potential move was. Do you think it would be a good one for, for Brandon Williams or do you think he should stay put at United? You know what, I'm pretty surprised that he hasn't really had opportunities at Manchester United because when I saw him last season, he was very, very solid. He has that passion. He knows what the club means. And to be fair, what I like about him is that he can play on either side. He can play left back and he can also mm -hmm. play right back. So I thought he would have had some opportunities to deputise for Aaron Wan-Bissaka. But that hasn't really happened this season. Mm -hmm. Going to Southampton, I'm not sure that would be the best move for him because I think he's good enough to start in quite a few Premier League clubs. And I don't think he's at that level to start for Southampton because of, obviously, Bertrand, who I think is a terrific left-back. And Kyle Walker-Peters, he shocked me since mm -hmm. joining Southampton because when I saw him at Tottenham, he looked a bit wet behind the airs. But now he seems like one of the most complete right-backs in the Premier League. So... Brandon Williams, I think he should leave Man United, but I don't think he should rush and he should wait till the summer, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, so, so Brandon Williams is a really interesting one. And it, it sort of, I suppose, to, to touch on both of your points, it's, it's interesting about player development in terms of how quickly, like last season, I think like, he looked like, you know, he would be a more than able deputy for Luke mm -hmm. Shaw. And you're thinking this guy could push on uh, and maybe be looking at 15, 17, 20 Premier League appearances a season for Man United. They then sign, obviously, Alex Tellers, and he goes down the pecking order. And then I suppose it's about development. And I think these years are crucial to have Premier League football and Premier League experience because mm -hmm. the jump from 23s to Premier League is apparently, like, obviously, fairly substantial. So then if you're playing in the Premier League, you drop down to the 23s and then you come back up to the Premier League, that is a substantial jump. And it will take mm -hmm. you a little period of time, I personally think, to acclimatise. When you're a first-time young player, you get that time to acclimatise. People like Brandon Williams, this is his first five league games. He's a little bit off the pace. That's fine. However, mm -hmm. he's paid 20. He goes down to the under-23s, comes back up, and then plays in the senior team. Then the criticism starts. It's like, why isn't he up to pace? Yeah. That's a tough one. So for him, I think he needs to get a move. And if it's on loan, all the better for United. Because I think, as you both say, he's a very good player. And long-term, he should be a United player. Mm -hmm. I would say... Southampton seems, I think it's very much reliant on Ryan Bertrand and how, how he's going to progress. If he stays at Southampton, then, yeah, it's going to be a tough one to budge him out of the team. But at least he's second choice there rather than at United being third choice. Um, um, so it's a difficult one. He, do, he needs a move. And I think Carl Walker-Peters is a prime example of that. Like at Spurs, he came in, he, he, looked, he looked good, particularly going forward. But now at Southampton, consistently in the team, playing under a manager who's got a consistent plan. He looks fantastic. And I suppose that's sort of the example Brandon Williams sort of needs to look at and be like, yeah. well, actually, 
I can get a move to Southampton or another club, then that's sort of the growth I can look for. And then maybe I can go back to United and kick straight into the first team if, yeah. if needs be. So I think just to add to that, Tariq Lamptey is a perfect example yeah. of that Chelsea, you know, had limited opportunities, has gone to Brighton and now he's being linked with Bayern Munich and some of the top clubs in Europe. So mm. I think Brandon Williams should look at a Lamptey and see, you know yeah. what, that's the kind of path that I need to follow. And I think Brighton is actually a good fit for him. Moving on to you now, Marcus, let us know, uh, let's, let's round it up. Uh, what piece of transfer activity has, has got your attention today? Okay, so it is transfer activity rather than a rumour, to be honest. And I think I might be creating a rumour, but here we go. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to like go a little a day or so back onto Odegaard to, Ar to Arsenal. I just find the move in general really interesting. I think it's a good move for the player. It's a good move for Arsenal. What I found more interesting was the length of the move to the end of the season, right? Four months. If I'm Arsenal, and obviously I've got no particular insight, I want him for 18 months minimum. Partially because obviously he's a fantastic player, but also because you've got the settling in period at a club, right? Um, comes in, takes a little while, maybe to hit the ground. Maybe not, because obviously he's a fantastic player, but I think you have to maybe um, think that that may be the case. So I found it really telling that he's there for four months. And I wondered whether that had something to do with Zinedine Zidane's future. Because I think it's fairly obvious, to me anyhow, that Zidane doesn't particularly rate him. He went to Real Sociedad, he was superb. He hasn't really played, he's asked for a move away. I would have thought he would have gone out for 18 months, even if it was 18 months with sort of like a, a callback option. But for him to go for four months, it just makes me think, is there a gentleman's agreement in place whereby Real Madrid might be thinking, come the summer, they might be after a new manager. And if that is the case, then the move sort of makes sense. Now, obviously, this is all sort of conjecture, but I just thought it was an interesting sort of like, Thing to discuss. I just find the four months strange, if I'm honest. I find it for, for club, clubs, clubs put so much planning into to how they move forward, right? It just seems massive short termism. And, I, and it's either from the Arsenal side or the Real Madrid side. And I'm edging towards the Real Madrid side. But yeah, I think you're trying to make sense <laughs> of a situation that makes no sense. Real Madrid. They just don't make sense. Um, you know, <laughs> they can send someone out alone and recall them. And we've seen it with so many other players, Regulon, um, Ceballos, um, now Odegaard. Real Madrid seem to be sending their best young players on loan without a plan for them in the future. So, yes, Marcus, potentially you are right that maybe in the summer Zidane's going to go and Odegaard has a future at Real Madrid, but not with Zidane. So it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, um, most certainly. I think it is really going to be one that's interesting. Um, I think, on, of course, on the part of, of, of Arsenal, they're more than happy to just have the player until the end of the season. But already, Mikel Arteta has gone on record to, to say that, you know, he's very interested in um, keeping him uh, for a longer period of time. He, you know, he spoke of the fact that he, being a fan of uh, Real Sociedad, watched him extensively whilst he was there and was really impressed with his performances. And so we'll be keen to open those discussions with Real Madrid in the summer. Um, there's been a lot spoken about um, Zinedine Zidane's approach, particularly with uh, young players and the fact that he's, uh, he tends to err on the side of um, the more experienced and, and older players. And I think uh, not just uh, Martin Odegaard, but there've been other young players that he's failed to, to get the best out of. Of course, Real Madrid have spent significant amounts in recent transfer windows, bringing in loads of 
um, exciting young players. You know, you've got Vinicius Junior, you've got Rodrigo, you've got Ferland Mendy. And for whatever reason, it just hasn't um, quite kicked off for, for a lot of them. Um, and so I think rightly so, Marcus, it does feel as though, you know, there could be some, some, some movement in, in the summer and, and that could potentially see uh, another manager uh, coming in. Um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately it is a bit of a weird one, like, like Doc mentioned, um, and, and very difficult to, to draw any conclusions from. So we're literally just going to have to this <laughs> and, and wait to see what happens, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think, I think with Madrid, as, as Doc says, it's a bizarre one, right? Because maybe like three years ago, they, they made a point of going around and trying to get the best young players in the world. Yeah. And now they've sort of gone back to a coach who has a track record of not being able to get the best out of the best young players in the world. So it seems yeah. kind of un unsustainable one way or the other. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Odegaard in the Premier League. That's the most important thing. Well, Marcus, what I would say, the flip side of that is he's been able to get the best out of the most experienced players in the world. And those are he's tried and trusted. It's true, it's true. It's true. <laughs> you know what's yeah, going to happen? Yeah. They're definitely going to win the Champions League again. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>